Welcome. You're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. Hello and welcome in to the conversation. You know, something crosses my path every now and then. People ask me this question, and I never know exactly how to answer it because I think people are looking for a specific answer, and I'm not necessarily willing to give one. And typically, they lay out the scenario, and they're asking for my permission, basically. They lay out the scenario of their relationship, and they're asking, should I go or should I stay? My oh my, what should I do? Well, from my perspective, either way, the answer is appropriate. Either you stay or you go, it doesn't really matter. Because no matter what choice you make, it is what it is. It simply is just what it is. (laughs) You choose one road or another, one path or the detour. And one thing that I've found is that when people tend to ask me this question In their mind, in their heart, they've already decided. They already know what they want to do or what they think they should do. And they're just looking for affirmation, confirmation, or permission. But with that said, I'll just share a few things from my perspective on uh, aspects that you could consider as you're moving forward or moving about the world, considering whether or not you should go or should you stay. Well, let me just say this too, for the sake of clarity, one of the reasons this comes up is as a coach, people come to me asking questions about their life because relationships is a huge aspect of your life. You spend the majority of your time in relationship. Now, just because you have a relationship doesn't mean that it's all that because no matter who you're with at any given moment, that is a relationship. And every relationship has its own dynamics, its own advantages and disadvantages. And when people approach me, they paint the picture, they provide the story of their situation. And of course, it's slanted from their point of view. And based on what they're saying, it might be pretty evident that maybe you should leave. If you've been listening for any length of time, you know that I've talked about our confirmation bias, an aspect of our mind that tends to confirm or look for information which aligns with what we already think is true. And again, it's an opinion. It's not necessarily fact. And so there's also the reticular activating system that once we begin focusing on something, we begin noticing that our brain begins observing and noticing that, bringing it to our attention more and more. And so once we adopt a belief, once we identify a pattern, it will show up again and again. And that's just the mechanism of our mind. Then we can start thinking about law of attraction. So once I start picking apart and looking at all the things that from my perspective, are wrong in a relationship, then I will begin attracting that behavior. I will begin attracting more thoughts, more ideas, more situations, which which project in this evidence for that point of view. Now, I guess with that said, I do need to present this caveat 
if you're in a situation where you're experiencing physical harm, emotional abuse, then from my perspective, you should leave for your own safety. But I can also tell you that I've sat on the fence at least three different times, my finger on the button, ready to move and rock and roll when people have approached me and said, I need to get out of this situation. And being the guy that I am, being the man that I am, I said, I will assist you. I'll help. I'll I'll get a truck. I'll get guys together. And we can move on a moment's notice. And I did. I put together a team of friends. So I had backups to backups. You know, at any point in time, I could I could assemble a moving team that could go in, get all your stuff in, in and out in an hour. And granted, when I first did this, there were no such thing as cell phones. I was had an answering machine and I had a pager. This woman had met me for breakfast and revealed her situation. And I volunteered to help, volunteered to assist. I said, you can't exist in this. You can't stay in this situation. And so I kind of got the feeling we were going to make a move some time that week. Well, I couldn't necessarily call her and potentially put her in danger. So I was playing the waiting game. And so the first three, four days came and went. And then the next three, four days came and went. And I was at the ready. I was just waiting. And there's, you know, there's this anticipation when you're really waiting for the the ball to drop and really just to move into motion. It was highly stressful from my position. And then it happened, you know, the three, four days the next week, nothing, no call. And then another week. Finally, I found some kind of way to communicate with her after about three weeks. And I asked, what's going on? And she said, oh, she changed her mind. But she neglected to inform me. And I said, are things better? She said, for the time being. But she knew. She knew as soon as this guy started using drugs again, uh, he would come home and just, you know, it, it was inevitable. But it was her choice. So I had everyone stand down and I, I began to relax. Well, about three years later, the same thing happened again, and you would have thought I learned from my first lesson, I did the same thing. I, I put the team in ready, we were all ready to go, and no call came, never came. And again, she had changed her mind. Things had gotten better, and it points to the fact that, and, and it happened one more time. After that time, I said no more. Uh, If you're going to leave, you better leave today. You better leave now with the police. Just so you know, she did finally leave that relationship. She did it on her own. She did it on her own accord without any outside help five years after she first talked to me. But one of the things that I realized is that people don't leave these situations until it gets so bad that they have no choice. And unfortunately, that's life in general. People stay in a situation until it gets so miserable, so painful, so disgusting that they almost feel like they have no choice but to leave. But when they had a choice, when they could have moved, they weren't trusting their intuition. They weren't trusting that it was, I, I don't know, you know, people have to really come to their own decision, their own choice point. Uh, when is the time? When is enough? Enough. 
But one of the things I also recognize in this, and I need to say it, I guess, since we are on this topic, is that the familiar is more comfortable than the unknown. And that was like, she didn't know where she was going to stay. She didn't know where she was going to live. She didn't know what she was going to do. She didn't know how she was going to negotiate all this other stuff, her life in general, not being married to this guy, not, you know, and him being who he was. So that was a whole big unknown, but, you know, getting beat, verbal abuse, she knew how to navigate that landscape. And so that was the familiar, that was the known, that was easier than leaving. Well, it's not. You can figure it out as you go. And it may be scary, but there are resources, there are other people, there are organizations that can support you. But you just need to make the choice. You just need to move towards your own happiness. And I have to tell you, as much as you wish it would happen, as much as you want it to happen, that person is not going to change without drastic help, without a lot of help without them really moving forward on their own accord. You can't make them do it. You can't suggest that they do it. They won't do it. So back to should you go or should you stay if things are fairly normal, so to speak. And oftentimes people are sitting on the fence because they don't necessarily have a real good reason to leave. And so these are the situations where I have a few questions that you can ask that might assist you in deciding or making a choice or at least putting yourself in action. So if you're in a situation where you, and this could be the same thing as a job too, and you know, it just doesn't have to be a relationship because basically our, our career, our job is a relationship as well. And it could even be a friendship. So if you're, let's just say you have two people, one person is in the thinking that this isn't right for me. And I just say me, and it could be you. And so the first question you ask is, if it could work out, would you want it to work out? If whatever behavior, whatever actions, whatever, whatever pattern is there, if that was to disappear, would you want to stay? Would you want to make it work? Let's say that the romance has left the relationship and it seems more like you're just friends and you don't, you know, you're not talking that much. If you could reconnect to that fire, if you could reconnect to that romantic aspect of the relationship, would that make a difference? Is that the only thing that's in the way? Well, the fact is that can be recaptured in many cases. Now, what's important in this, though, is that you be communicating with the other person that this is a concern, this is a missing. And then what can we do to reignite this? And then the next question, are they willing? Are they willing to participate? Are they willing to play along with it? Are they willing to explore what's possible? If they're not, if they're not interested, well, that's your answer. That aspect of your relationship probably isn't going to change. And I just want you to know, as I proceed through this, I don't want it to sound too simple because it's not necessarily simple on, on one hand. And on another hand, it's very simple. It's cut and dry. It's really a question, what do you want ultimately? If it could work, would you want it to work? Would you be willing to invest and really know for sure whether or not it could work? If you do, then you need to try whatever you can in order to bring it about, to engage the other person. Now, one person can shift the dynamic 
of the entire relationship by just by changing your focus. Law of attraction. You begin identifying all those things that you love and appreciate about the other person. You start to investigate and really look about look look around at how does that other person come through for you. And forget about the things or the areas that you don't feel they're coming through on. Just focus on the areas that are working. And just that action alone can sometimes shift everything. Another thing that I've done with couples is you recall together. You start talking about when we first fell in love. Do you remember this? Do you remember that? Do you remember how you felt? Do you remember how you couldn't wait to call me? Couldn't wait to see me? Couldn't wait to hold me? And in that recalling, you're going to recall those feelings, recall those feelings of attraction, and you can regenerate, rebirth that relationship. And this works when all the raw materials are there, when all the dynamic, there's a, there's a certain amount of attractiveness. You really like the other person. You just don't like certain aspects of their behavior, certain aspects of the relationship. You see, this practice also brings in an aspect of law of attraction and how the mind works, how we perceive reality. You see, we cannot see something in someone else that is not present within us. If we're irritated by behavior in another person, chances are it's an aspect of us that we've not dealt with and then we project it on the other person. They may not have that behavior. They may not have it to the degree that you think they do. But you, it's all you can see. It's all you're focusing on. So it's a magnified law of attraction. Your reticular activating system comes into place. Remember, that is whatever you're focusing on. You tend to attract more of that in your experience because your other than conscious mind is now looking for that behavior, identifying that behavior, and downplaying contrary evidence. And so the first thing you need to do is really get clear on are you creating the other person in a way that they aren't really showing up? Let me say that a different way because that sounded confusing. The way you're choosing to see your partner, is it accurate or are you clouding it, coloring it with your through the lens of your perception? And this is where that practice of identifying those things you love and appreciate about the other person, even if you have to really look for them in the beginning, Go on a mission, go on a hunt and dig these up, dig these attributes up. And they're there. They are there. But once you begin focusing on that, you begin diminishing the aspects that you, quote unquote, necessarily don't like. Because that's how we fall in love. We appreciate, we identify, we associate to all the positive aspects of that other person and downplay any potential negative aspects that's there. Sometimes we do that to a fault. And this comes into the second question you need to ask. Were you really that into the person, into your partner to begin with? Were you really in love? Or was it because you didn't want to hurt the other person's feelings or you didn't want to appear to be the bad guy? Maybe it was just easier to say yes at that time. Maybe you didn't have... The, the assertiveness to stand up for what was in your heart. Maybe you didn't know necessarily what was in your heart. Maybe the relationship was one of convenience and it was what you had at the time and it just seemed like this is the next step. And then, so this is the question I'll have you ask. 
if you could make the decision to leave and everyone was okay with it, it's like, oh my God, I was waiting for you to say that. I wasn't really that into it either. Everyone would be okay. You could make it all work out. No hard feelings. Would you still make the decision? Or would there be a sense of regret in leaving a situation? You see, if you would say yes, if everyone was going to be okay with it, if everyone was in in agreement, it was like the best idea you ever came up with. Yeah, we should end this. And you would end it and and not look back then that tells you that you're not making the decision because you don't want to look bad. You don't want to be the bad guy. Yet what is really in your heart is you don't want to be in the situation and you're not necessarily standing up for yourself, for what you really want. And sometimes what's rambling in the background is how I can make it work or my happiness. Like I'm happy enough. I don't have to be over the top happy. I can make it work. I can get through it. Now, if that's your if that's your line of thinking, then perhaps you should seek another path, another and ultimately, ultimately, they know if you're not 100% in it, they get it and it might be in very short order where you find someone or they find someone that knocks their socks off and they have the realization, "Oh my god, that relationship or our relationship really wasn't all that." And we hung on longer than we needed to. It was dead and over long before that. Another way of looking at this is referred to as the critical inch. Let's consider that your entire lifespan occurs over a mile. Once you come to terms near the end of your life, you start making different choices because you realize you're running out of time. And if you're going to do the things that you really wanted to do with your life, now is the time. You're at the critical inch. You just have a little bit of time left. And so you could play the game. If you knew for certain that you are going to die in the next two years, the next five years, would you stay in the relationship that you're in? Would you stay in the job that you're currently in? Or would you see the world? Would you change jobs? Would you... And you could live in good health right up to that last moment. If you knew that you were going to kick the bucket and you knew the date and time, would you continue to stay in the relationship you're in? Would you stay in the circumstances or keep the circumstances in your life going? What would you let go of? And basically, those are the things that you should let go of because you're not really invested. I had a client many years ago who had multiple affairs, wasn't really happy. It was more of a a marriage of convenience, and she didn't really feel like she was really in love with her husband. And so she stayed basically for security. Yet when I posed the question, if you knew that you were going to die in six months, within a year, would you stay or would you go? Is there some circumstance, some event, some experience that lies somewhere out there outside your current life that you are longing for, that you need to have fulfilled before you die? And she said, no. I said, are you saying no, you wouldn't leave? She said, no, I I wouldn't leave. And there's nothing out there that it feels unfulfilled. If I only had six months left, if I only had a year left, I would stay right where I am. She would do it for her children, and she would do it for her husband. She said, there are conversations that we haven't had that we need to have. 
And if I was dying, if I knew that I was going to die within a year, I would want to have those conversations. Far as I know, she went back to her relationship and stayed with it and hasn't strayed since. Well, for all I know, that was many, many years ago. But for as long as I knew her or knew of her, she was recommitted. So I don't know if I broached this before, but when I said, if you could make it work, would you want to? And if the answer is yes, then you should stay. But if the answer is no, if you really don't have the desire, you don't have the energy to to make it work or to have another conversation, or like if you've given up in some way, then I think you should leave. Apathy is the opposite of love. Now, hate that's frustrated love. If there's if there's hate present, you hate certain aspects of like you're just frustrated with the way the other person's showing up or the behavior that's present or how you're showing up or the dynamic. That stuff can probably be changed. But if you're apathetic, if you just don't care anymore, you don't have the energy for it, then I think you should leave. And oftentimes people stay in that situation because they think even though they're not committed, they're somehow doing the other person a favor by staying around because it would just hurt them so much. Well, if you're putting up a front, if you're putting up a false face, pretending you're invested in the relationship because you don't want to hurt them, uh, you're hurting them, whether you know it or not. They feel it, and once they find out, once it comes up, maybe that you reach a point where you just can't do it anymore, and you say something like, I haven't loved you for the last 20 years. And so the whole thing, in their mind, has been a sham. It's been a big lie. Well, if that's the energy, if that's the scenario, you need to ask yourself, what am I protecting in this? Because it's really not their feelings. It's something about you. It's something about your dynamic that you're protecting by putting up a false front. Now, my lawyer is tapping me on the shoulder, telling me, remember, you're not giving any advice here. And I'm not. I'm just t- asking you to ask some questions. What is the dynamic? What What is your motivation? And I'm not telling you to go or stay. I'm not giving you permission. It's something you can give yourself. But if you're, you can ask yourself, if you're seeking permission, you're like, you want some kind of confirmation or affirmation that you're making the right decision, Again, there is no right decision. There's right or left. Every choice, every decision has advantages and disadvantages. It's what are you choosing for yourself? Ultimately, you need to trust your intuition. You need to trust your heart. Where is your heart? When I ended my first marriage back over 30 years ago, I had no good reason I mean, she was great. She was a good person. She was loving. She was pretty. She was all that. We didn't argue. We got along. I had no good reason. And one of the things that kept me in it, and I guess a little longer than I should have, is because I could not explain why I wouldn't want to be in the relationship until I realized that I didn't have to explain it to anybody. I'm not required to give an explanation. I just don't want to do this anymore. It's not working. Again, it's not like it wasn't working. It wasn't working for me. It wasn't really in alignment with what I wanted. It it didn't have the vibe, didn't have the pulse, didn't have, there was, there was stuff missing, but I didn't know it was missing. I just knew that I, I didn't, I, I couldn't stay where I was. It was difficult. She was upset. And what's interesting though, what's in, this is interesting. A year later, 
I, I just woke up. I woke up in the morning and I knew that I had to call her and tell her it was okay. Whatever, whatever's on her mind, it's okay. Go ahead. And she said, really? She was thinking about dating this guy and didn't, and she was hanging on to whatever she thought we had. And it turns out her dating this guy, he was the love of her life. She told me, I says, don't take this the wrong way. She said, I never really loved you. I didn't know I didn't love you. (laughs) Well, that's why we're divorced. There's nothing to feel bad about. I I take no offense. I'm just happy. You're happy. And I think I saw her talk to her two, three, maybe four more times after that. And then nothing for the next, for how many, 30 some years. I guess I need to say it one more time. Whatever decision you arrive out of this, if you find any value in this whatsoever, it's what you're taking away and there's nothing implied. There's no, I'm not giving any advice. Any decision that you make is yours and yours alone. And you can't bring me up in the conversation when you're parting ways saying, I listened to this guy on this podcast and he basically guided me to leave. No, I'm telling you to ask some questions and whatever answer you come up with that can guide you on your next step. But those are all your decisions and you just like, you don't bring anybody else into it. You have to own your decision, own your choice 100%. That's what makes it your life. And I know with any relationship ending any long-term partnership, there is a lot of uh, details that need to be worked out. There's a lot of things you don't, you're not going to have the answers for, but if that's the path you go down, know that you can address everything as it comes up, work it out as you go. But if you are in the thinking that if it could work out, you would want it to, then you owe it to yourself to do everything possible. Exhaust every possibility so you can walk away or you can know that you did everything that you could do to make it work. Because frankly, I don't think we enter these partnerships, these relationships uh, tentatively. We enter these with the best of intentions. And I think we owe it to ourselves to exhaust every possibility in fulfilling that intention. Because you don't know where you're going to end up. I know that for me, my wife has demanded more out of me than I probably would have of myself. And that's a good thing. And my current wife, I've never, ever thought about another possibility. I'm in it for the long haul. And every relationship has bumps in the road. But when you're committed to going the distance, you can ride out all the bumps. You can ride out the turbulence. Relationships and starting your own business are probably the two greatest vehicles for personal growth ever invented on the planet. Because frankly, you cannot escape yourself. You can't escape your traumas. You can't escape your hurts. You got to heal. You got to deal with them. You have to heal them because chances are those are the things that are getting in the way. The traumas and injuries from your childhood, the things that you've taken on and you're owning, you brought into your adult relationship. And those are the things that are getting in the way, not the other person. They're just being a mirror for that pain inside you. And so, again, this can be an opportunity for personal growth. With that said, I believe everyone should be invested in their relationship. 
if you're going to enter into a partnership, into a relationship with another person, you owe it to yourself to be communicative with them, to explore every possibility, to give them the benefit of the doubt, to edify them, to build them up, to give them the space, hold them in your mind as their greatest expression, and just see what they make available to you. I think today, far too many people give up too fast. As soon as things get a little bumpy, a little uncomfortable, they're heading for the door. Again, you need to review the reason why you got in the relationship to begin with, the vision that you had for it in the beginning, what you really want out of it, what you are getting out of it, and what you hope to get out of it. And again, this isn't necessarily transactional because it's also who you get to be in the presence of this other person, who you get to be in the relationship. How you are being is the opportunity. The relationship is an opportunity to show up a particular way. You get to decide. You create it. You create the possibility. Again, you create your reality. And in a relationship, you co-create it. Anytime two or more people come together, there is a third entity created called the relationship or the group. And so inside a relationship, you deal with each individual, and then you also deal with the relationship or how it comes together. The life, it's an organism. Think of it as being alive. How do we feed it? How do we nurture it? Well, okay, I guess that's it for this episode. Hopefully, I left you with some powerful questions to ask, some powerful inquiries to to invest yourself in. So until next time, this is your friend and host, Daniel DeNovi, urging you to follow your bliss, live your life from inner signals. And this is all about living your life from inner signals. What do you really want as you engage in the epic adventure? (laughs) 